welcome to the Hagios Dose. My name is Bill Dykstra. Today is May 16th, and we commemorate St. Theodore the Sanctified. Sometimes saints get grouped together on the calendar because one had influenced others. I imagine that's the case with saints. If you meet one, you might become one. At least, that was the case with Theodore, for he was a disciple of St. Pacomius the Great, who was yesterday's saint. A quick recap. Pacomius is the Egyptian desert father who organized a system of monasticism which inspired the monastic tradition of the church. So now let's see how Pacomius's actions influenced Theodore. Theodore was born in the 3rd century in Egypt to a wealthy family. At a young age, he had a desire for the monastic life and self-denial. Once during the Feast of Theophany, his parents held a great feast. Theodore, however, would not take part, knowing that his sacrifices on earth would in turn be rewards in heaven. At the age of 14, Theodore ran away from home and joined a monastery near Sni. There he met a monk who for a time stayed at Pacomius's monastery, and from that monk he heard about the Cenobitic lifestyle being lived there. This inspired Theodore, and he sought out Pacomius's monastery in Tivanisi. A monk by the name of Pachysius, Pachysius, again, here at the Hagiostos, we are sorry if this is your name and I am mispronouncing it. A monk by the name of Pachysius escorted him. However, an angel of God revealed to Pacomius that Theodore was on his way and that he was full of the Holy Spirit. The angel instructed Pacomius to admit young Theodore. At one point when Theodore was 22, he was walking by the chapel, and he felt the earth quake, accompanied by Pacomius's prayers. Pacomius was praying that God would spare and save the human race. As Pacomius was praying, he said the following, For if you did not destroy the former world, how can you not have mercy on your present people? Have mercy on us, Master, having preserved us for yourself, and acquire us, having ceased from your anger and wrath on account of the blood of your only begotten, through whom we have been redeemed. Theodore, with his face buried in the same ground that was just shaking, prayed, Blessed art thou, Lord, who has saved our race, and praiseworthy and full of glory forever. At that point, there was no light. Pacomius exited the church and said to Theodore, Boldly, you stood your ground. Now, cry unceasingly to God, so that he might extend his mercy to us. He then instructed Theodore to never tell anyone of the incident during his life. The following was relayed by Theodore to his fellow monks after the death of Pacomius. Much of the written literature about Theodore comes from the letter of Amon. Amon, who seems to be quite inspired by Theodore, shares multiple stories about him, such as the one just mentioned. Amon, Amon also gives a first-hand account of Theodore's ability of mystical healing. While we were in the monastery garden by the river, about thirty villagers came up to him and prostrated themselves before him, and rejecting such honor, he made them stand up, and while they all wept, one of them entreated him, saying, Yesterday evening I gave my fifteen-year-old daughter away in marriage, and today, having been compelled to eat and contracting colic, she lies speechless. As is plain for all who see, a poison was put into her food and drink. 
And since the doctors who were summoned gave her up for dead, we entreat you. Deign to take the trouble to come to my house and pray for her. For we know that if you call upon Christ, he will give my daughter to you. Theodore assured the man that it wasn't necessary to make the trip, for God is in all places. He and the monks knelt down to pray for healing. The man, still fearing his daughter would not be healed, took a jug of water and asked Theodore to sanctify it, making it a suitable antidote for his daughter. Theodore condescended to the man's wishes and sent him on his way. After five hours or so, the man returned, saying that after prying open the girl's mouth and pouring down the water, his, his daughter was healed. Amnon recounts another instance of Theodore's healing ability. And once we made a voyage with Theodore to an island to gather firewood, and while we Greek-speaking monks were still in our boat, Theodore, who had disembarked from another boat with most of the monks, began to pitch a tent with them. But a certain large boy named Patricius, who had come from Myra in Lycaria, cried out aloud in our boat and called for help, and we saw a large black asp that had sunk its teeth into the flat part of his right foot. And a certain young Theban monk who was with us in the boat grabbed the beast by the tail, tore it with difficulty from Patricius's foot, and struck it against the side of the boat, killing it. He threw it dead into the river. And as Patricius wept, we all supposed that he would suddenly drop dead. But Theodore appeared and made the sign of the cross of Christ over the wound made by the beast's teeth. And he said to Patricius, who was weeping, Don't be afraid, Christ will heal you. And some of the monks were saying the next day, Not believing Theodore, we had expected Patricius to die during the night, but since we see him healthily, we bless Christ, Christ and marvel at Theodore because he is so acceptable to him. And the one who had killed the beast remained unharmed also. Near the end of his life, Pacomius appointed Theodore as leader of his monastery in Tebanisi. Throughout Pacomius's final days, Theodore would take care of him in his illness. Theodore was given the title Sanctified because he was the first of Pacomius's monks to be ordained a priest. Thank you very much for listening. This has been your daily dose of Agios. St. Theodore the Sanctified, 